Um, so we'll read the first chapter of uh, First Thessalonians. Paul, Silas, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before God, our God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labour prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you, because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering, with joy given by the Holy Spirit. And so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God has become known everywhere. Therefore we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what happened when we visited you. They tell how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us <coughs> from the coming wrong. Now when Paul visited Thessalonica, that record is given to us in Acts chapter 17. He was there about three or four weeks, doesn't say exactly, but it says he was there for three Sabbath days, so you only have one of them in a week. So it could have been a bit over three, or it could have been nearly four. But anyway, he, visit, he visited uh, Thessalonica, and he had to leave after that time, because the Jews in that place started a riot. Paul was preaching that Jesus was Messiah, that he died and he rose again. And that wasn't a message that they liked to hear. And that salvation was in the name of Jesus. And so they uh, started a riot and Paul had to leave. And when Paul was writing to them sometime later, what do you think he remembered? wasn't the riot. What he remembered um, was their work produced by faith. Their labour prompted by love and their endurance inspired by hope. They even claimed that Paul defied Caesar when he was there. But they were the things that he brought up when he was writing back to the church. He was writing and encouraging them 
because the gospel brings faith. The gospel brings love. And the gospel brings hope. They are gospel outcomes. When someone hears the word of the gospel, these are the outcomes that are expected. Faith, love, and hope. Amen. Now, in the life of the Thessalonians, it meant this. They turned to God from idols. There is a spirit associated with the idol. And it can become a very binding spirit. It becomes their contact with the unseen world. But that's not what the gospel is about. It brings deliverance from that. So they turn to God from idols. But further, they serve the living and the true God. And further, it says they were waiting for his son from heaven. Now, why, why does all that matter? <coughs> it matters because it says here, at the end of the chapter, that it's Jesus <coughs> who rescues us from the coming wrath. Not the wrath of Roman soldiers or the wrath of Jewish elders or or the wrath of an, an angry mob. But he rescues us from the coming wrath of God. Paul was saying that to AD 1 Christians. Now we're in AD 21 thousand. Does it still matter? Does the promise still hold? Do these things still work out? Yes, they do. Amen. Paul was encouraging the Christians and he was trying to bring them forward in their work and their witness for God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, when Paul's writing to a church at Corinth, about Christian living and the exercise of spiritual gifts, he says, Now abides faith, hope, and love. And he adds, the greatest of these is love. Here he is saying, in relation to Christian living and the purpose of Christian living, because in Corinth it was about Christian living and the exercise of gifts, here it's Christian living and the purpose of Christian living. I think he's saying to us that the greatest 
is hope. For he says here, notice what he says. Um, I'm just trying to find it. We remember before God our Father your work produced by faith, your labour prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. So when he was writing to, both apply, but when he was writing to the Corinthians, he said, <clears throat> in relation to the exercise of spiritual gifts, now abide faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. He is saying in relation to Christian living, and the purpose for Christian living, now the greatest thing is hope. So when he speaks about our deliverance from the wrath to come, he is giving us great hope. In Thessalonica, it says they turn to God from idols to serve the living and the true God. They, there is work that's produced by faith. There is love. That there is labour that's, that's uh, prompted by love. And there is endurance inspired by faith. It says here that we wait for his son. The one he raised from the dead. And it might be 2,000 odd years later. But we still are waiting for his son from heaven who he raised from the dead. Now, a work produced by faith. That's what he says in verse 3. A work produced by faith. Involves thought, involves intention, and it involves fulfillment. If we're going to have um, a work, or we're going to do works <coughs> produced by faith, we have to have some intention as to what we'll do. We'll have to have, first have some thought. Then we have to have some intention as to, to its fulfillment. And then we have to see it brought about. So, salvation is a work produced by faith. So, examples of a uh, work of faith or produced by faith. Caring for the marginalised. Providing for helping the unprivileged, underprivileged, offering counsel to people as they ask, finding opportunities for service, individually or corporate, as a church, in frame house, or whatever. So, 
A labour prompted by love is continuance in doing good for others. You have a decision, an intention of fulfilment, and a continuance in those things. Let me read to you from Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 12 says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his God who works in you to will and to act. And that's what we're saying here. The thought, the intention, and the fulfillment. So we have work produced by faith. We have labour prompted by love. That is a continuance in doing good for others. So, a work produced by faith involves thought, intention, and fulfillment. A labour prompted by love in, it includes a decision, an intention of fulfilment and continuance. The work of faith might just be a thought, intention and fulfilment. But a labour of love is a thought, a decision, an intention to fulfilment and a continuance in those things. says here, not only does he talk about their work produced by faith and their labour prompted by love, but he speaks of their endurance inspired by hope. So we have a decision, an intention, a continuance, but also an will be able to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Come and share your master's happiness. It is he who rescues us from the wrath to come. And uh, it matters what we do. It matters how we do it, and it matters why we do it. If it's just for our glory, it's the wrong motive. But if it's for the honour and the glory of God's name, 
then we're able to see the accomplishment of great things for God. And it says here in our passage that when they turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, they were waiting for his Son from heaven. Now, the other passage told us that it would be a deliverance from the wrath to come. That was true in the days when Paul was writing. It's still true today. Amen. God will deliver us from the wrath It is going to happen. But what we don't know is when. Amen. But it will happen. Jesus will come again. Amen. That was his promise. If I go away, I will come again. And in his coming, he will deliver the Christians from the wrath that is Read further in Thessalonians and you'll find the details associated with that. That he is coming to judge the world in righteousness. And in his coming, he's going to call away the Christians. And all who have trusted him in ages past will be raised and meet him in the air while he's coming down to administer judgment for those that obey, don't know not God and obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus. So it's important for us to be able to share in ministry to be able to do um, work that's produced by faith. To be able to labour not just acts of faith, but, but continuing, continuing in it. Labour prompted by love and endurance. Faith, hope, and love 
and the greatest of leaders love. But here in Thessalonians, he is saying in relation to Christian living and the purpose for Christian living that the greatest thing is hope. For what we do and move for Christ is not just to gain a claim for ourselves, but it's to gain a claim for Jesus. And he will reward in the day when he comes. And so as we think about these things together, we're able to, as Paul says in verse 2, we thank God for you all and continually mention your prayers. That's what we should do for each other. So that the work here in Maureen and further afield might progress and might be honoured by God and many more come to know the salvation that God has on offer. And when he does come, when the wrath of God is come, will be poured out to be with the Lord forever. So he says here, remember before God and our Father, your work produced by faith, your labour prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. They turn to God from idols. They served the living and true God and they waited for his son from heaven. We do the same. And may God encourage us in those things so that as we look about us, we don't become discouraged, but we become encouraged in the fact that God is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish but all should come to repentance. And that's why we're still here. So that we might be able to do things in God's name and fulfill God's purpose and see people brought into the kingdom of God. And then, by the Thessalonians, even though it's sort of 2,000 years ago, wait Thank you.